A very warm welcome to this World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. listeners and welcome back once again to this World Game Changers podcast episode and I'm absolutely delighted to say today we have a new guest. It's not very often I say that listeners these days. We have a new guest, a lady by the name of Claire Bankhall. Um, Claire, a very warm welcome to you. Thank you Paul, it's great to be here. (laughs) And so before we dive in on what we're going to talk about Claire and I listeners, um, maybe worth just having a minute or so Claire to to give our listeners an overview of, you know, who you are, your background, etc. Yeah, sure. Pleasure. Um, yeah, so um, my name's Claire, Claire Bankerly. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, I'm a, um, I'm currently leading a, a small charity, a Christian charity, Shift Youth and Community. Um, I'm a coach. Um, uh, I'm a person of faith. My background is originally I, I trained to, um, and I practiced as a pediatrician um, as well. Um, and um, yeah, that's that's me. I'm currently doing um, a master's in um, missional leadership and spirituality, which is um, how I met you. Indeed. So yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's a bit about me. I don't know if you want anything, anything else, but no, I think that sets the scene nicely and um, segues very nicely, in fact, into what you said there around missional leadership and spirituality, because this this episode, listeners, is going to be something different, um, quite different. Um, and we thought we'd title it along the lines of knowing me, knowing you, this whole thing around identity, as you know, done quite a lot of previous episodes around this identity thing. But this has got a kind of dual focus. It's got this this identity of who we are as individuals, but then within the context of how do we see ourselves? And I'm going to play a little bit of uh, sort of I want to stretch this a bit, Claire, and say externally, because that identity of the you know the trilogy, the the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, because how surely how we relate. And I am going to be a little bit provocative and use that term external. How we rate ex- exter- you know, interact externally is going to be influenced surely on how we see ourselves internally first. And I know it's a bit colloquial, but is it to say it's a chicken and egg situation? So a bit of a mouthful there all over the place. But um, <laughs> as listeners will testify, that's a that's a normal inverted commas world game changes podcast episode. Um, <laughs> before we dive in on that, you you mentioned something in your intro, Claire, that really fascinated me. I've not heard the term before. I really resonated with it when you you gave an overview. I'm a person of faith. Tell us about that. That is fascinating. <laughs> sure, sure. So yeah, so I um uh I'm I'm a Christian. Um and uh, but also um kind of 
when I say but also, for me, that is an all-encompassing thing. And so I'm, I'm actually, um, I live my life um, by faith. I'm, I'm what in certain traditions is called a faith worker. So I don't draw a salary. I haven't done for 20 years. Um, so I live my life um, uh, based on what what I what 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 I sense my purposes and my call before God is, um, and as I do that, I trust um, that everything that I need will come. Mm. So so for me, that's 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 what it what it is. So. So I I do I live my life consciously in the context of um, knowing God and being known known by God. Mm. It's it's a, I repeat, but it's a to me it's a fascinating combination of three words: person and faith. Because certainly one of the things that I hear and and a question I get asked regularly in more recent times, Claire, is: Are you a Christian? And I think in many respects, what you've said there, a person of faith is a more embracing sort of, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really stoked something within me that as that person of faith, because isn't it true that, you know, whether we're Christian, Muslim, Hindu, Sikh, whatever, uh, atheist, you know, within us this this something very profound well there certainly is within my own world and it's faith and and i'm certainly going to be using that terminology when you know and that's not being in denial about any aspect of a particular religion but it's i feel it's such a powerful all-embracing title of to be a person of faith and any thoughts on that or is you know i want you to play a little bit of devil's advocate here Claire and say well actually that's a denial of being a Christian or is it because it speaks to this whole identity doesn't it who are, who am I actually yeah I mean I, I do think that as a Christian I have a particular perspective of what faith is hmm. um and so um so so which which doesn't necessarily you don't necessarily have to be a Christian to have that perspective. So, so my perspective of faith is um, is seeing seeing things the way God sees them and living accordingly. So, in in the Gospels where Jesus um, challenges his disciples um, of having little faith. Um, it was to do with their perspective. It was to do with they were missing something. They were seeing, they was the way they were seeing reality or what they were seeing in reality, whether it's about themselves, about what was going on around them, about their perception of God, they were missing it. They weren't seeing what was fully there. Um, and so, so for me, faith is faith is being able to see. Um, what God is up to and responding to that, even though it, it, so, so what we see, if you like, in the, in the natural and what we experience and what we, what we feel in the natural is real. It's just that there is a greater reality. And that is what God is, what God is doing in the midst of that. And as a Christian, um, Jesus is central to that. 
um, uh, there, there, there is this big arc of, of redemption that goes from um, creation um, to uh, where, where everything was incomplete, but as it, as it was supposed to be, and then things go wrong. And then the, the story is of God um, putting that right and redeeming that. And it ends, um, or, or the, the current ending um, that we, we're looking forward to is that all things will be made right again. Um, and not in the same way as it was at the start, but more um, and fully um, in, in the same way that Jesus, as he um as his his resurrection and him as a resurrected person um is fully made in fully the image of god and that is actually where we are all going to and that's what that is that's the end of the arc is that god restores renews redeems everything into new creation which is over and above and amazingly more than we can imagine it was in the start Mm. So faith is seeing that arc and living according to that arc and what God is doing in So that's faith in um, quite a specific context, isn't it? Quite yeah. a specific context of, uh, yeah, as dare I say, in contrast to, say, arguably more uh, Eastern philosophy of we just know it's going to be okay, which is very generic. Mm. Um do you think it's possible, Claire, for people of um, that, if I can use the term specific faith, that really focused faith that clearly you've got, to then also embrace, uh, and yet again, I'm going to use a, a cliche term, um, I'm breaking all the rules for a podcast, real listeners, you know, don't don't use cliches, don't use generalizations, but, but again, <laughs> 500, over 500 episodes in, you're, you're going to be used to this by now, surely. But this kind of um, holistic approach, Claire, where, you you know, there's that real specific um, faith of something that, like, you know, you're referring to, but also then embracing that other kind of aspect of faith, which is more or less specific, you know, and I'm thinking particularly, like I say, of the Eastern sort of philosophy of awareness, um, you know. Yeah. And any thoughts around that? Yeah. I mean, I, I think uh, I think faith, um, faith as I as I see it. So so faith for, for me is tuning into what God is doing and what what God is. And and, and part of that is what he is doing in me or what he is doing in you. Yeah. It's part, part of that is what, what am, what am I experiencing now? Uh, part of it is um, how do I see my past and make sense of that? How do I make sense of these circumstances? How do I make sense of what is going on, you know, who I am and, and my own, my own life. So, so I, I think it, it, it is, it's, it's, um, uh, it's it's about perspective mm. but you look at everything um so um so so for me that i guess i guess the anchor point is jesus is god and he is good and and so all things do work together for good 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so absolutely. Uh, but it's not in a, it's not in a, it's not in a random way. It's in a trustworthy way. There is, there God is intelligently and lovingly um, uh, interacting, um, and and waiting, and interacting, and and um, and bringing about. Um, bring about his purposes and his goodness um, and and that that does require us to harmonize with him yeah as well yeah and I suppose that word acceptance as well comes in Claire at this point doesn't it to you know people that may at this given moment in time or indeed ever share our own faith our own, you know, angle on faith, our own beliefs around faith, what that may be, but to still love them anyway. I mean, we're first time introducing this word love, but yeah. that's, you know, for me, love and faith are irrespective of an individual's, um, you know, leaning towards one philosophy, doctrine, or, or whatever that may be. But the, you know, the real foundation here for me is that love, that that real that service to humanity and not just to humanity to all beings yeah yeah absolutely well well again um god is love and so um and and uh, as as a christian the the greatest commandment is to love god um and the the one like it which is that therefore it is as great is to love love your neighbor mm. um and then jesus added a third one which is to love one another as he has loved us mm. so um so god loves god is love and he loves and we are made in his image whoever we are we are made in his image and as we um as we follow that way and and are obedient to that way of love um we are expressing his nature and absolutely um we we become more like him and more um and and the world becomes a better place when we so love is the opposite of self self self-centeredness and so when we love the other and you know, specifically as Christ loved us, that means actually we we lay down our lives. We um, we it is a sacrificial, it is an un- unconditional love. Um, and so, um, yeah, I think I think often in religious conversations and and things, people can get um, very idealistic. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 I think certainly as as Christians are what we are called to is to love. And God, we are not called to, we, we're not called, that is what we're called to, <laughs> yeah. is, is to love. And and he sorts out everything else, um, but we're, we're called to love. We're, we're not called to judge. We're not called to separate. We're not called to um, to say you're in and, and I'm not, or I'm in and you're not. Um, we're not called to do that. We are called to love as God, as Jesus loves. Mm. Um, uh, yeah. And for the sake of, for the sake of God, for the sake of Jesus. Yeah. Interesting. I just wrote, I made a note, Claire, of a word you use there, obedience, because what rightly or wrongly sprung to my mind there was our 
three-lettered friend, the ego. Ego stepped in with this obedience. I don't know why. I don't know, you know, if that was a, a, a whatever it was, but it, it appeared to me. So, you know, in terms of our identity uh, and our relationship uh, with ourselves, and, you know, if we can use the all-embracing title again of, you know, the, the Trinity before we really kind of, you know, break that down. And I know you've started to do that process. But this we've, we've got this kind of, am I, is, is it wrong to say, this pebble in the shoe of a thing called ego? <laughs> that plays a big part in our lives as humans, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think it's, it's also a word that has that, different people it means different things to different people as well mm. so um so in in one sense the ego is is our sense of self um in another sense um we can use ego in, in a very as as a negative um as a as a negative connotation of of something that is self focused and yeah. selfish and wanting to be to to self protect and so we, we maintain, protect, we protect, maintain, and enhance our picture of ourselves, yeah. and so that, so that, so there is, there is that sense of ego, uh, but, um, but all, yeah, so it depends, it depends what you're meaning, you know, by the term ego, um, uh, so, um, so certainly um, in terms of uh, my understanding of our sense of self, that we are, we are complex. We are complex beings, um, um, and we are we are living beings. Um, we are we are whole. You know, we're physical, mental, spiritual, um, all, all of that, um, and and also at the heart of it and at the core of who we are, we are um, we are made um, we're made in God's image. But we're also there is a part of us that is. That we were drawn drawn in two two directions, um, uh, gen generally. One one direction is towards towards God and towards goodness, and the other direction is towards um, self 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 and self protection. And so, so one is a trusting one is towards trust, yeah, and relationship, and the other is um, is mistrust and self preservation. Um, and so, so, and and we there's there's constantly this this pull between between the two of those. Mm -hmm. um, so 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 I, and I think the term ego um, can mean different things along that spectrum and, and in that tug, depending on who you are and what your background is and, and what what you're wanting to pull out. Yeah, I mean certainly from the countless number of people I've spoken to, clear. Um, yet again, I'm generalizing listeners. So another a little black mark against the podcast episode of things not to do. Um, but that connotation of the word ego, as I say, generalize is it's it's got bad press. It's got bad press because it, it conjures up words like selfishness and, you know, just me, myself and I. And. And certainly, you know, I. And this is based on my own perception or experiences and, uh, you know, kind of amalgamated to speaking to, as I say, countless people that it's almost a dance that takes place, isn't it? Between this, at the risk of creating a polarized 
um, scenario between love and fear. Because when I look back at my own journey and my own life experience of where my ego has been at the most prominent and all dominant, it's been through fear, self-protection, you know, being on the streets at an early age, a long alcohol addiction. It was driven, submerged in fear. And my ego, the mask, as I call it, that, that I wore was, was exactly that because my faith was kind of you imagine a seesaw there was certainly no balance there but my faith my faith was on the floor but interesting i wrote a poem around this it's interesting that actually at this time of this conversation claire i'm in scotland and this talk of me and my uh, my close friend we're going up to ben nevis um and the last time i did ben nevis uh a few years ago we did the three peaks and walked the 500 miles in between um, to raise money for the Salvation Army in uh, southern Russia, where there was a massive drugs epidemic. I'm going back a few years, but and I'd just come off the back of a humongous four-week drinking bender. Uh, I was a mess. I was a wreck. And there was on the top of um, Ben Nevis, like shaking un uncontrollably. And I said to my friend at the time, I said, because he smoked, I said, just give me your five packet. What do you want that for? You don't smoke. Just give me a fag packet. Give me a pencil. And I wrote this poem called The Way of Life. And it just, you know, there I was, you know, coming from this massive place, Claire, of ego, of survival. But it's almost like for half an hour, 40 minutes, whatever, time stood still. And these words just dropped on to the back of this cigarette packet The Way of Life. And it spoke about faith. Mm. And I sh and he said, well, you know, because I kind of went and sort of sat on my own 100 yards away from the rest of the, the crew. And he said, what you've been writing, what you've been doing? And, I'm, and I showed him and he started crying. Mm. Now, this was a, a rough, tough guy that's like, you know, <laughs> he wasn't kind of prone to outbursts of emotion. You know, he uh, a bit like myself, he was very ego driven at the time and he wore the mask well. Or mm. say he didn't wear it very well. But anyway, that's another story. So I kind of just share that to reinforce this whole thing that we're talking about, this identity that, you know, this much maligned ego aspect of, of, of we are. But it's actually part of us, isn't it? And, you know, with God's all embracing love, surely he recognizes that anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think um, so. So, there, you know, um, there are a couple of concepts. That actually really I really illustrate what you've just talked about. One of them is um, the gestalt um, picture of the self. So where you have the real self right at the center, and then then you have your negative self view, and then um, you have your phobic layer, and then you have your positive presenting self. Mm. Um, and so 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 there's that that whole sense of there are all these layers, and right in the middle is the real self. And and things often happen. We we take a lot of energy to keep keep our stuff together and our positive but phony presenting self together. Um, but sometimes things happen and that breaks down, and there comes a moment where actually the real self actually emerges. The self that actually the part of us that actually is knows that there is good out there. Knows that there is good in the world, in the words of 
Sam Gamgee, and it's worth fighting for <laughs> in uh, a lot of the rings. But um, and and so it 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 comes it comes out. But and and a big part of life um, uh, in terms of the Christian faith, discipleship, um, all that, that becoming who we were made to be is about this emergence, allowing allowing the real self to emerge. Um, but in order to do that, you have to know and love and accept the other stuff because until you've accepted the other stuff, it can't be healed or changed because most, most of it, as you say, is a reaction to fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's kind of actually this, this phobic layer of, oh, if you knew me, it, and it comes as a negative self-view, if you knew who I was, you wouldn't like me. So I'm going to have to protect myself Mm. I'm going to have to protect you from who I think I am. So our negative self-view is who we think we are. We don't actually see the real self of ourselves. We actually need others and life and and things like that to help that come out. Um, But, um, yeah, so absolutely. And and I think you're absolutely right. The opposite of love isn't hate, it's fear. Um, And so... Even um, you know, in in our in our scriptures, it talks about perfect love casts out fear. Mm. Um, so it's actually in the context of being a knowing love that actually fear is able to be diminished. Um, and and so when when people when we gather in connection with others, where if, if depending on the level of love that determines the level of trust and safety. And as, as those rise, fear reduces and you're able, the, the real self is able to emerge. As, and you can do that. That's, that's a very intentional intentional process that you can do in a one-to-one, in a group, in a crowd. You can create a culture where actually people are able to feel safe and so actually the real self comes out, not the positive phony, not the defences. All of those things tend to yeah. just soften a bit so that the other can come out. Um, yeah. Yeah, I can really relate to that. Um, you know, building those deep, intimate, trusting relationships with people where, you know, um, and I think it's fair to say, is it not, that, you know, it takes a, certain amount of courage to you know to put stuff on the line even in the confidence of two people speaking or a small group or whatever the dynamic may be but there's a little there's that leap of faith i often use the the 10 meter diving board analogy of okay go up there and look and then you know the egos and other people's egos oh, you don't want to jump you know because you, you're kind of frightened because you, you know you, you're 10 meters up and you really don't want to jump because you don't like heights or so you have a belief system. Maybe there's some truths coming out here, Claire, um, some self-truth. And then, you know, the world chips in and our own ego chips. Yeah, and when you jump, by the way, that water's freezing cold as well. So you really don't want to jump because it's going, you know, and the story we tell ourselves. I mean, mm-hmm. that's another, you know, that's another vital part of the identity, isn't it? The story we tell ourselves, this self-awareness of who am I? Mm. Who am yeah. I? 
you know, well, I am, you know, I am male um, of a certain age and, you know, a certain background. And, you know, this identity thing of this shell, this human shell, this vessel. But actually, uh, and this is a very recent breakthrough, and I'm really interested to hear your views on this, uh, Claire, but this is a very, very relatively recent breakthrough of this concept it's more than a concept but this almost realization that as a vessel it's like a glass or a cup or a mug full of murky muddy water lack of clarity much confusion much negative energy with self with a small s and I know we spoke about this recently on the course around emptying that, actually emptying that to make way for something, some clear, some metaphoric clear water. And that for me is spirit. To fill that vessel with spirit, spirit being clear, beautiful water, as opposed to dark, muddy stuff. And I mean, can you relate to that does, as a metaphor? Does that, does that land? <laughs> um... Yes and no. I think um, I think I think we are whole beings. I think um, I think it's very Greek to, and, and in the West we're very good at trying to do that, trying to separate body, soul, spirit. Mm. I don't think you can. Um, I think that. Um, so I'm aware. I I'm aware of my spirit in my body. Um, you know, I, I you know for years I, I used to I, I heard and I even used to teach. You know, with your body, you're you're aware of the, the environment. With your soul, you're aware of your emotions. With your spirit, you're aware of God. With you know, mm. all this sort of stuff. But I actually think that's all. That's bunkum, <laughs> uh, because actually we are whole beings. I think that um, we we do. Uh, I think it's more about transformation than it is about emptying and replacing. I think what is there becomes transformed and is redeemed, rather than rather than you kind of have to get rid of something and put something back in, replace mm. it with something else. Because I think, you know, as, as a Christian, I Jesus, Jesus came and lived and died and rose again so that he came for all of, all of me, all my brokenness is embraced by Jesus, all, all of that stuff is embraced. Uh, the more frustrated and angry I get about my brokenness, mm. actually that's not helping. I, I need to I need to I need to remember that actually Jesus thought that even my brokenness was precious enough to come and die for me. So um and his work is is making it new, is transforming and renewing it. He's not. He's not saying. He's not throwing it out. He is. He's transforming it. 
Mm. Um, it doesn't, um, I've had experiences where, you know, even in in my physicality, I, I have experienced some of that brokenness and kind of expected it just to, to kind of evaporate, mm. but it didn't. It didn't. It was transformed. It 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 was there. It was broken, and then as like God's spirit, God's spirit comes and moves through it and transforms it mm. into something that is whole um, and and healed. So so yeah. So so I think I think yeah. I think sometimes sometimes our metaphors. Um, yeah, met- metaphors work for a season, don't they? Sometimes, um, but but I would I, I don't think so. Even where Paul talks about treasures and jars of clay, I think we often think we often think that that's that's what he's saying is that you know we're a vessel, and you know the jar of clay is really rubbish. Um, we can't wait for that to be broken, and and then, then the good stuff on the inside will come out. That's very that's not Christian or Ju- it's not Judeo Christian at all. Um, it what he's actually t- talking about is that the the jar of clay and the treasure uh, they're very they're, they're they're actually the same thing and he goes on like just a couple of verses he says we carry that we carry suffering and we carry the death of Christ as well as the resurrection of Christ mm-hmm. and so the jar the jar the clay jar looks like it looks unimpressive and weak and horrible it looks like the cross it looks like death but actually it is it is part of what Jesus is doing as much Jesus is as much in his death and the cross as he is in his resurrection and so the jar of clay with treasure inside is actually the the whole thing is good is what God is doing it's not one or the other so maybe I'm, I'm certainly not by any stretch of the imagination a chemist but maybe there's some kind of um <laughs> I don't know, formula or um, you could add to the metaphoric um, glass of murky water, um, you know, put a few drops in and it becomes clear. Maybe that is the Mm. essence of spirit. Mm. Yeah. Just to tweak. Just to tweak. Just want to pick up on this love versus fear. I want to play this because... A lot of my my thought process here, as you probably deduced, is about what language do we use in terms of our own identity as, as you know, in terms of missional leadership? How do we reach out to others and convey that message, that love? Mm. You know, that polarization, because, you know, you pick up on language. I certainly pick up on language around a fractured society. You know, mm. cliches like that, you know, and mm. I'm almost reaching the point now where I'm such I'm, I'm, you know, you know this to be true, listeners. I kind of then enter at this stage with semi-apologies for the cliches, for the generalizations from that initial buoyancy of, well, I'm going to, you know, we're going to use a, a generalization, a cliche, whatever, colloquialism, and that's OK. But actually, it's not. We, You know, let's get to the heart of the matter. This love versus fear is it too simplistic, Claire, to say the answer to that uh, dichotomy lies in, um, you know, love being God and fear being self, small s? 
Is that too simplistic? When, when you know, when people look for models that, you know, to relate to language, to relate to energy, to change people's lives, is that too simplistic? I, I, I yeah, I, I, I think it is. Um, um, because... Because we're made in God's image, so um, um, we 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 have the capacity to love, um, as well as the capacity to fear. Mm. Um, so um, a, again, I think it's um, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure that it's as I don't not sure that it's as simple as that because because even even as you as 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 you were talking about how how do you communicate love? I my my mind was was going to okay the 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 greatest the greatest gift is actually to listen. Yes. Um, and what listening does is it allows the space. It creates the space. Henry Newman talks about hospitality. Um, and well, the, the Greek for hospitality is um, is xenophilia, which is the lover of stranger. And, you know, we're, we're familiar with homo for homo. Sorry, homo homophilia homophobia is the hate and the fear of strangers. Homophilia, sorry, yeah. is the lover or the love of stranger mm. of what is strange, what is different, and so hospitality is that. Um, hospitality is creating space mm. for the other, and so if we're saying that the self is is all bad, then we don't want to create space for it. But actually, if we create, we're honouring. We our, our call is actually to honour the other. Mm. Our call is to create space for the other, to listen, to listen well, um, to create safety, to not to lose yourself, um, um, but but to as as you as yourself creating space for for the other so um yeah so and, and i think as well if if we continually put self as a um as a wholly negative thing to be lost we're we're on we're not we're not reflecting the image of god Mm. in each other we're saying we're, we're losing what god has actually created and what god has actually said is good we're losing that so um um yeah so i think uh, yeah i think fear is different okay mm. so the other thing was when you mentioned about perfect love now i wrote down and made a note perfect love does that require faith Perfect love, as the Bible talks about perfect, the perfect is complete. Mm. Um, so, um, so when when God talks about per, when we talk about perfection, we think there's no flaw. It's got to be, it's got to be perfection. When the Bible and the Hebrew concept of perfection is actually not that; it's actually completion. Um, and so, um, so complete love, I think, is actually not possible without 
without God and without relationship with God. Complete love. Mm. Um, I think we, we, we're all capable of, of love. We're all capable of good love. We're all capable of, of loving well. Um, but to love perfectly and completely requires, um, requires our union with God. Mm. Um, in that and and I think that's um, that's what God is actually calling us and inviting us into is that union with God which also means that both because of who God is but also who he's made us to be it is not um, it's not an individual thing so as we are one with God we are one with those around us and so complete love is this circle that includes me, those around me, and God in union. Mm. I just want to go back, Claire, to the kind of mind, body, spirit um, angle of things. And certainly Spira, he advocates, I mean, he speaks profoundly about God, but he also within the mind, body, and spirit. I mean, he's from the kind of the awareness background, as I'm sure you know, but speaks around those being separate experiences of the mind, of the body, of the world, and the world being the, you know, the senses. Um, so it's an interesting one how, on the one hand, God is the central theme in that, but then there's that separation, and he, you know, he obviously comes from a from a backyard of that non dualist theory. Um, theory is not the right word, but you know that that practice of non duality. But he does separate those out. Hmm. I said, yeah, I wouldn't do that. Hmm. Yeah. Mm, I don't think you can. Yeah. Um. And 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 you know what? What's fascinating about you know, a, a, a conversation like this, Claire, is ultimately, ultimately, surely at the heart of it, whichever path we follow, it's that it's that love in the heart, isn't it? You know, mm. that, that service. Mm. Because, you know, we may or may not, um, you know, fully to the fully follow to the letter of the good book, so to speak. Mm. Um, but there's also that train of thought that actions speak louder than words. I can't mm. really, I can't really tell you what Psalm 23 is, for example. Mm. But boy, do I love humanity. Mm. And I, and certainly from the conversations I have with people, um, Claire, um, that's one one small thread. I won't say it's a dominant um, mm. topic of conversation, but it's one small thread. It's like. You know, surely, surely the love of the heart, the actions and everything is 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 the is the litmus test rather mm. than what I can write about and, and quote. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's the greatest commandment, isn't it? Mm. So yeah. okay. It's not it's not a feeling, it's 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 like um um uh you know the the tripolar sense of um, sense of self and identity which says I love God as I love my enemy so actually the the extent to which we can love that which is not just different to us but actually contra to us that is a reflection of the level to which we love God mm. which I find really challenging um, um, and and that that's where that's where 
that's where what I was talking about, that whole actually love, perfect, complete love is only possible in unity with God, in union with God and, and with others. That can, when, when you're there, then that genuine, real love of that which is contra you um, is, is possible. Mm. Okay, fascinating. Claire, have you got any concluding thoughts around this topic of identity? Because I do on the last use the last few minutes, if I may. I know you've got a, a different um, and listeners, this may not mean any well, I'm sure it won't mean anything to you, but Claire's doing a different part of uh, a module um with, within our within our course, which uh so I want to kind of invite you in to speak on that, Claire, to sort of wrap up um, or to conclude. But before we do that, any sort of final thoughts around what we've spoke about thus far? Um, no, this has been <laughs> this, this is this is great. I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, we can um, we can explore, um, yeah, identity and purpose and context of faith. Um, yeah, for as, as long as as long as there is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's just a fascinating topic. I mean, certainly in a previous life with um, in my commercial world, dare I say, you know, helping people find their purpose was very, very, uh, very focused around my work. But mm. ironically, had a different focus for what we're talking about, that deeper spiritual mm. And it's interesting in this facet, as I call a dance, this fascinating dance, how the word spirituality is, I don't think we've mentioned it once. And I find that mm. quite amazing. I think the word mm. spirits, yeah, the word spirits has been used, but spirituality, I don't think has. Um, and that really does open up the conversation, doesn't it? Because that does really then potentially, I think, speak to a more... Um, Maybe this is my own perception, but a more Eastern philosophy of spirituality and, you know, I don't know. But that anyway, we're, yeah, I don't want to kind of take it too left field that we get lost. <laughs> or maybe we do. See, I, I would say that we have been talking about spirituality. Yeah. But that's what we've been talking about. We've been mm. talking about the intersection between um, ourselves, how we connect with others, difference, identity all in the context of who we are in the, in the context of, of God, mm. uh, which, yeah, for me is what spirituality is all about. Yeah. Anyway, okay. I don't have a huge amount of time, just, just so that you know. Okay. All right. Well, let, let's leave it there then, Claire. I mean, that, that's yeah. been an absolutely fascinating conversation. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, any, any final general concluding remarks before we, uh, before we sign off? No, just to say thank you. It's been a, a real privilege to be part of this conversation. And um, I hope I haven't been too sort of, you know, hope your listeners are okay with the conversation as it as it has been. Um, I've just um, spoken authentically from where I where I sit and where I've come from. So um, I hope that's been okay. And so much grace and love to you and to all your listeners. Um, yeah. It really has been a fascinating conversation, Claire, and thank you so much. Listeners, I hope you found that too. I hope there's been sort of, you know, um, 
as is the way with these podcasts, nobody completely agrees with everything, whether it's with me or a guest and or both. And, and that's absolutely fine. Hopefully there was, you know, if there was one little nugget in there, something there was for me. Absolutely. There was for me person of faith. And on those three words, listeners, I'm going to sign off the way I always do by saying, remember, the world's changing. How will you respond? Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world's changing. How will you respond? <laughs>